0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome everybody. And thank you for joining me. This is episode five of trash talk with TK. We got a few different topics to tackle on the fifth installment. We'll talk about the College football playoff and a great injustice that has been done in college football. We'll also unveil our dumpster fire of the week, but we'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles and the topic that has grabbed hold of everybody in Philadelphia and the Delaware Valley. And that is Nick Foles and how far he really can take this team in the postseason. And I got to say, after the last five quarters of football Nick Foles has played, after the way he's looked, first against the Oakland Raiders on Christmas night, then, granted, in limited action, a small sample size, one quarter of play this past Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, I got to say, I don't know how you can go into the playoffs with Nick Foles at the helm and not be concerned. You know. And I'm not trying to be negative, And I've heard that a lot. In the past couple of days. And the past couple of weeks. Really ever since Carson Wentz. Got injured. Is. People who are concerned about this team. And people who are concerned about. Nick Foles leading this team. And about. What Nick Foles can realistically do. As quarterback of the Eagles. They've been kind of grouped in as haters. And. And in some cases, some extreme cases, people who don't want Nick Foles to succeed, people who don't want this team to win, which is just utterly ridiculous. I don't know how you can come up with that conclusion that anybody doesn't want Nick Foles to win. We all want Nick Foles to win. We all want Nick Foles to play well. That is not what this is about. And I feel like in a lot of ways, this fan base has become soft in terms of it's become like blasphemous to some people to be critical and and to critically analyze and objectively analyze the play of Nick Foles and there's there there are two groups and two completely different groups and they're both very irritating There's the group on one side who's woe is me and the season is over and, you know, what draft picks do we have for next year? And that's ridiculous. That's that's dumb. You got a team going into the playoffs. There's reason to be, you know, interested and excited about that. But then there's the equally as annoying group on the other side who says you got to just believe. You got to just believe. You can't. You can't look at this team negatively. You can't look at Nick Foles objectively. You have to just get behind him and believe in him. Because that's just as annoying to me. If you watch this team and you watch Nick Foles after the past couple of weeks and you don't have the same belief that this team will go to and win a Super Bowl that you had when Carson Wentz was in there that's completely valid and it's okay to have that opinion and i've heard way too many people way too many people ever, over the last couple of weeks kind of telling people who have that opinion that it's not okay to have that opinion and it is we're fans we're we're it, it, People in the media, people who are analyzing these games, and we're allowed to to communicate what we've seen with our own eyes. We don't need to be blind followers and homers who just tell ourselves that Nick Foles is going to play well in the playoffs just because it helps us sleep better at night. It's okay to be critical. It's okay to feel like this team's not as good. As it was three to four weeks ago when Carson, Hel- when Carson Wentz was at the helm. Because that's the truth. And this is what people need to understand. Is just because you say that. Just because you say this team isn't as good. And just because you say their chances to go to and reach a Super Bowl aren't nearly as good as they were before. It doesn't mean you're saying the season's over. There's a lot of middle ground there. I'm in that group that believes that this team's chances went significantly down. This team's chances were significantly decreased as far as winning a Super Bowl the moment Carson Wentz tore his ACL. I honestly don't even know how you can debate that, even though people, you know, some people have chosen to debate that. But at the same time, I'm not one of those guys looking toward the draft in April. I'm not one of those guys looking toward next year. This team still has an opportunity to do something. Albeit not, not a great opportunity, in my opinion. I don't think the percentage chance is very high that they go to the Super Bowl now. But they still got a chance. You're the number one seed in the NFC. You have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. That gives you a legitimate chance. You're talking about winning two football games. You're talking about getting to the Super Bowl. All you need to do is win Two football games. Can Nick Foles win two football games? Absolutely, he can. But, and this is not breaking any news here. He must play better. Yeah, I know that's not a shocking statement, but I've also heard people over the last couple of weeks say, just don't turn the ball over. Just don't make mistakes. And we'll rely on our defense, and we'll rely on our running game, and we'll get the Minneapolis By those means, and as long as Nick Foles doesn't hurt us, we'll be fine. That's just not true. That is 100% not true. When you look at the playoffs, and it's the biggest myth, the biggest myth that I've heard, and the biggest myth in football is that defense and a good running game win in the postseason. I've heard that a lot, and it's not true. Look historically at the NFL Since the year 2000. What wins more than anything in the playoffs. Is quarterback play. It's normally not a dominating defense. It's certainly not a dominating running game. It is quarterback play. Executing in situational football. Which is third down and red zone. Which is where Carson Wentz stood out and was the best in the league and where Nick Foles has struggled mightily since entering the lineup. And it's having a defense that creates timely turnovers and makes timely plays. Yeah, you'll have those aberration years. You'll hear a lot of people talk about the Denver Broncos from two years ago that won with a dominating defense and a Peyton Manning at the very end of his career where he was a game manager. You'll hear about the Seattle Seahawks in twenty thirteen, even though that offense doesn't get nearly enough credit for what they did. Yeah, that was a great defense. But they don't win the Super Bowl if Russell Wilson isn't making big plays offensively. And if that, that offense isn't scoring points, they're not winning a Super Bowl without without that aspect. And you hear people go all the way back. Before that, you have to go all the way back to the Baltimore Ravens of the two thousands with Trent Dilfer and the Tampa Bay Bucks with Brad Johnson managing games. The NFL is not the same as it was then. You're going back to 15, 15 plus years ago to draw from those examples. That's not the the way the NFL works anymore. Teams who win Super Bowls get well above average quarterback play. Even a, even a guy like Joe Flacco who people say is a mediocre quarterback. The, The running joke is for years, Is Joe Flacco elite? Throughout his career, you could make the argument Joe Flacco hasn't been elite. But Joe Flacco certainly was elite in the 2012 postseason. And the Ravens did not win that Super Bowl because of a dominating defense. They won that Super Bowl because Joe Flacco had the best month of his career in that 2012 postseason. He knocked off Andrew Luck at home. He went to Denver when Peyton Manning was still in his prime with the Broncos. And the Ravens won a shootout, I believe 38-35, to win that game. Then the next week he went up to Foxborough and beat Tom Brady in the AFC title game. And then put up a ton of points to beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. People think that that Super Bowl was won by Baltimore's defense. That was not the same Baltimore defense anymore at that point. They won that Super Bowl because Joe Flacco was the best player on the field in that postseason. I'm not saying Nick Foles needs to be the best player on the field for the Eagles to win. But he needs to play well, and he needs to make plays down the field, and he needs to to be much better than he's been. The past couple of weeks. Because if you can't rely on a running game and a defense and and win a Super Bowl or even get to a Super Bowl. You can't. I've heard that way too much. And it's, it's just not the case. Because the blueprint is out there now. The blueprint is out there as far as teams in the NFL and how to beat the Eagles with Nick Foles, a quarterback. It's stack the box, blitz the hell out of them and play man coverage on the back end. And until Nick Foles shows the ability to beat that kind of defense and to beat man coverage, that's what he's going to face. And that's what this Eagles defense is going to face. And as long as they face a defense whose mentality and game plan is just that, you're not going to be able to run the ball. You know, you can't just impose your will and just run the ball at will when teams are stacking the box you need to find a way to back off the defense that's why in my mind this all comes down to Nick Foles and Doug Peterson can say it's other other levels of the offense not playing as well that might be true and everybody needs to raise their game and that that's true as well but in the end this is going to come down to Nick Foles and the fact that he must play better. And if he doesn't play better, the Eagles season will end on January 13th. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. The Eagles season will end in their first postseason game if Nick Foles does not play better than he's played the past couple weeks. You can't win games in the postseason the way you won that Oakland game. You can't win despite Nick Foles. Nick Foles does not need to be the main reason you win, but he needs to be a big part of it. And anybody who thinks they can win another way, they can win with Nick Foles playing poorly, is fooling themselves. And that's just the bottom line. And we will preview the Eagles postseason game next week on Trash Talk with TK when we know who the opponent will be. Now I'd like to take a minute and talk about the college football playoff and... What has happened, unfortunately, for one team in college football that should have the opportunity to play for a national championship and unfortunately does not? And that is UCF. If you don't know, UCF, Central Florida, finished the season 13-0 and playing in the American Conference, same conference Temple plays in, a conference that, whether it's college basketball, college football, never gets any respect, and that's because it's kind of an outcast conference, I feel it's kind of a when you look at it, it's a it's a bunch of teams who kind of got kicked out of their old conferences or left their old conferences and kind of were looking for something better and weren't able to get in where they wanted to and kind of formed like this kind of mismatch conference. It's got SMU and UCF, USF, Temple, UConn. It's it's just a weird conference. No rhyme or reason why a lot of these teams are are in this conference and UCF gets through the season. They finish 13 and 0 fantastic gear, 12 and 0 after the regular season and the conference title game. And in their bowl game, they beat Auburn by a touchdown Auburn, the team, the only team in the country who beat both Georgia and Alabama, the two teams who will be playing on Monday night for the national championship of college football. And it's really unfortunate that UCF didn't get in the playoff and ended up playing they they beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl. And that was their that was their reward for an undefeated 12 0 season was a Peach Bowl date with Auburn. And yeah, it's got to be great for UCF getting that win and getting, you know, some kind of validation to beat an SEC school, to beat a top-notch program like Auburn. But there's an empty void there. And I've heard their AD speak, and Shaquem Griffin, who's one of the best players on their team, he's a great story in his own right. Um, their linebacker who plays with one hand, and he was the MVP of that Peach ball game. He's a fantastic player, and I really hope he gets a shot at the next level. But you'd really like to see UCF have that opportunity to play in the college football playoff. And it just illustrates the flaws that still exist in college football when trying to determine a champion. You know, everybody kind of said once the playoffs started, oh, well, this will fix things. You know, you won't have just two teams playing for the title. You know, now you have a four team playoff and. The real champ is going to get decided on the field, and it's still not the case. There will always be teams that are left out, always be worthy teams or teams that believe they're worthy who don't get the chance to play for a national title. So you obviously need to expand the playoff, but this is where it gets even more ridiculous and convoluted is just their ranking system in general. because people say oh well you know you just extended to an 18 playoff that'll that'll fix everything no it won't fix everything and this is where college football needs to really reevaluate reevaluate themselves and how they're doing things because even if they had an 18 playoff even if they had the eight top ranked teams fight it out in a three round playoff system to determine the national champion, UCF still wouldn't have had that opportunity. UCF still wouldn't have even been in an eight-team playoff based off the way the college football currently rank things. That's beyond ridiculous. How is a team that's 12-0, and 0, that's beaten everybody in their path, that's done everything that they can possibly do within their power to play for a national championship, How can they still be excluded after finishing the season undefeated, even if it was an 18 playoff? College football needs to seriously reevaluate how they rank teams and how they determine the champion of their sport. Because that's what sports is all about, is seeing at the end who is going to come out on top, who is the the rightful victor. And no, the best team won't always win. That's what the playoffs are for. Best team doesn't, usually doesn't win in sports. But UCF should have that opportunity. And college football needs to, needs to fix the way they do this. And it's not, as I said, it's not just the four-team playoff. And it's not just expanding the playoff. It's the way you rank the teams and who gets in. Because even if it was eight, UCF still wouldn't have had the chance. And then you'd really, then you'd really be dealing with a messed up situation. Could you imagine if this was an 18 playoff and UCF still didn't get in, then beat Auburn. I mean, they wouldn't have played Auburn because Auburn would have been in an 18 playoff. But, you know, say UCF beat, plays Miami in a bowl game and they destroy Miami. And then you're going through an 18 playoff and UCF still isn't in. Then how do you explain that? The small school bias needs to stop in college football. They only reward the Power Five conferences. They don't give these small schools a shot. And it's really disappointing because these kids put in a lot of time. They put in a lot of effort. The coaching staff does a lot of work to help these kids and help their team realize their potential. And I just think it's really disappointing that UCF, after all they did, all they Accomplished this year that they aren't, they don't get the chance to play in Alabama. They don't get the chance to play in Georgia. They don't get the chance to play in Oklahoma because I would really like to see it and saw how they fared. Shame on you, college football. College football needs to go back, re examine things, expand the playoff, but also change the way that they rank teams and the way they determine who ends up in the playoff. Because right now, it's a system that doesn't work. It's a system that's biased against small schools and only favors the SEC schools and the Big Ten schools and all those major conferences. And I really hope they realize that after this year and go back and take another look and fix the way they do things in college football. And now, finally, the time of the episode you've all been waiting for. It is our Dumpster Fire of the Week. And this week, it's one of the more outrageous things I've seen and one of the more incredible things I've seen in sports over really the last close to 20 years in this point. And it is the Cincinnati Bengals, one of the worst organizations in sports, and what they decided to do this week, bringing back Marvin Lewis, signing Marvin Lewis, To a two-year contract extension. Marvin Lewis has been the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals for, I believe, forgive me if I have the numbers off on this, 15 or 16 years, one of the two. I believe it's 15 years. Marvin Lewis has made the playoffs in 15 years seven times. You know how many postseason wins he has accumulated in that amount of time? Zero. Marvin Lewis and the Cincinnati Bengals are 0-7 in his 15 years of being head coach with Cincinnati in the postseason, and they have just decided to bring him back for another two years to be their head coach. What are the Bengals doing? How can you continue to bring this guy back? 15 years, no playoff wins. How can you be content With that level of failure, how can you accept that kind of losing? I don't care that you've been to seven playoff games. What does that matter? You get to the postseason, good for you. You don't win anything. You don't get anything for going to the playoffs. Marvin Lewis has never won a playoff game. In this town, you would think Andy Reid, talking to some people, you would think Andy Reid is one of the worst coaches in Eagles history. Andy Reid has double-digit playoff wins in this town. Been to five NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl. And there are some people, a group of people in Philadelphia, who look at Andy Reid as a failure for what he did in 14 years. If some people look at Andy Reid as a failure, then what is Marvin Lewis? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And to go beyond the fact that they have no playoff wins, every year they are the most undisciplined team in the NFL. How you can continue to bring this guy back and be content with mediocrity is just, it's baffling to me. It is absolutely baffling to me. Mike Brown, their owner, is quite possibly and probably the worst owner in all of sports. I don't know how they can justify to their fans bringing Marvin Lewis back for another two years. It's unbelievable. And I thank, thank you for 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 me not being born in Cincinnati. I don't know what I'd do if I was born in Cincinnati and had to be a Bengals fan because it's got to be a tortured existence. It's got to be the next worst thing to being a Browns fan is being a Bengals fan and having to watch the same undisciplined team every year with the same crappy coach In Marvin Lewis. And for that reason. For giving Marvin Lewis another contract extension. Mike Brown and the Cincinnati Bengals. You're my dumpster fire of the week. That'll end. Episode 5 Trash Talk with TK. We will talk to you next week. Brand new episode. Next week. As we will be previewing. The first Philadelphia Eagle playoff game in four years. And it could very well be against the same team the Eagles faced the last time they were in the playoffs, those New Orleans Saints. I think that's who the Eagles are going to get. I hope it's Carolina or Atlanta. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be the Saints. We'll see how everything unfolds this weekend we will break down Wild Card Weekend and preview the Eagles' divisional round playoff game as they hope to make a Super Bowl run. I am Tom Kelly. This has been Trash Talk with TK. You can check me out um, later this weekend on Sports Radio WIP, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I will be hosting Saturday night into Sunday morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Please join me. I'll be breaking down Saturday's wild card games. If the Falcons win Saturday night, we will be breaking down Eagles Falcons and looking ahead to Sunday's wild card games in the NFL. Please join me for that show, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Sunday morning on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. This has been Trash Talk with TK. I will talk to you later. See ya.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.